Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I watched with absolute sadness and horror, as I'm sure you did, the recent outbreak of violence in Charlottesville. And then the more recent violence that broke out in Boston, both over demonstrations and counter demonstrations relating to racism. A white supremacist group had gotten a permit to do a demonstration, and then there were counter protesters and violence broke out in both cities. I was grieved by it. I was grieved for my country. But I have to tell you that there was one moment in particular amidst all the other horrors of those days, one moment in particular that really struck me and that I want to address in this podcast. A reporter put a microphone in front of one of the white supremacists, and he said in answer to her question, I want to be able to contend for my Christian and conservative values. Now, keep in mind, this was a white supremacist. This was a man who was claiming that white people are superior to all other people and that they ought to rule the world. And that, in fact, this actually justifies violence and bigotry against all other skin colors, so to speak, all other ethnicities in the world. I want to contend for my Christian and my conservative values, he said. Now, I have to tell you that what bothered me so much about this comment is that I am a Christian and that I am a conservative. And I know that both of these value systems, both of these belief systems, both of these ways of viewing the world are completely antithetical to the racism that this man was contending for. And that's going to continue to be an issue in our society because I think there is an attempt to co-opt the word Christian and to co-opt the word conservative for very racist views that are antithetical to both those systems. So I need to take a stand today. I need to say to those of you who are listening that both Christianity and conservatism are opposite of the racist views this man was contending for. And I hope that you're listening to this if you are a Christian or a conservative. I hope you are listening to this if you are outside of the Christian faith and have questions raised by such demonstrations. Uh, I hope that you are listening to this if you are of any other political persuasion from conservative, because what I'm about to say is absolutely critical to the battles we're fighting now in this country. Christianity in its true and pure form is absolutely opposed to any kind of racist view, to any belief that one race is superior to others, or that one race has been the recipient of a curse and that others have not, or that one race is made to rule and that others are made to be servants. This is not in scripture. In fact, a pure reading, a true reading, a plain text reading of the scriptures show exactly the opposite. In Christianity, we understand that it was God who made all the ethnicities. These are not accidents. These did not, dark skin did not come about as a result of the curse. White skin did not come about as a result of a curse or a failed science experiment. God made all of the ethnicities and he made them good and he made them beautiful. 
And once they were unleashed on the earth, then they were permitted to intermarry. And there was beauty in each. And God knew that people would see beauty across racial and ethnic lines. Nowhere uh, in the Old Covenant, uh, what we call the Old Testament, that Christianity still, of course, looks to and considers authoritative, properly interpreted, is there any sanction for believing that any race is inherently inferior or that any other race is inherently superior. Quite the opposite, in fact, quite the opposite. And while certain people at certain times may come under the displeasure of God, none of that is universal. Uh, None of that certainly carries over into the New Testament. By the time we get to the New Testament, uh, we not only find uh, the, the strongest condemnation in Jesus' ministry, both at the beginning and at the end of his public ministry, he very was very outspoken against the racism that was causing the Gentiles to be banned from their proper place to pray in the temple in Jerusalem. And that's why Jesus was so furious. He was not mad that trade was happening. Uh, he, was, he was angry that a racist attitude on the part of the temple rulers was keeping the Gentiles from being allowed to pray where God had ordained for them to pray. It was a, it was a statement against religiously based racism. So we not only have this in the life of Jesus, but we also watch in the book of Acts, for example, where the church at Antioch, Acts 13, uh, you you just find a, a a great mixture of leaders at this first missionary sending church in the history of Christianity. Uh, you have a Greek man, you have a man who's uh, who's Hebrew, you have a man who's from what, what would be modern day Turkey, uh, you, you have a man who's got black skin, he's called Niger, which means black man, um, that very racially and ethnically 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 mixed leadership uh, at Antioch, according to the New Testament. Uh, All throughout the Bible, you find uh, a welcome by the early Christian church of people of various uh, economic levels and various ethnicities. The scriptures go out of their way to say that the the Parthians will come, the Greeks, the Hebrews, uh, a wide variety of people are all welcomed at the church. And as we learn about the ethnic backgrounds of the various apostles and leaders that are ordained as time goes forward, they're a very diverse group. The New Testament went out of its way to make sure and make clear that we understood that all who believed in Jesus were welcome in the church and were made in the image of God. And I think one of the strongest statements for uh, Christians who look to the scriptures for their guidance, and that's those are really the only people who should be named uh, Christians, are those who look to scripture, um, is, the, is the description we have in the book of Revelation of how God enthrones himself. I mean, the theory is that God could enthrone himself anywhere he wants to. God is God. He can do what he wants. He can enthrone himself anywhere he wants to. And where does he enthrone himself? Right in the middle of the praises of all of the tribes and tongues and nations and ethnicities. God made them. God loves them. God enthrones himself on the praises of the worship of a very, very diverse heavenly choir. So there is no sanction in scripture. This man saying that he wanted to contend for his Christian values as he stepped away from essentially asserting white supremacy could not have been more inaccurate. And I want to say boldly in this podcast to you pastors listening, you have got to hammer this from your pulpit. You have got to thunder against racism from your pulpit. You have got to not be satisfied until your churches are as diverse as heaven is. You have you cannot be satisfied uh, as long as there is a large community of some other ethnicity uh, in your town. And when you look around your congregation, you see none of them there. You have to cross lines. You have to have joint services. You have to preach these values. 
This is what the kingdom of God is all about. Okay, I'm preaching just a little bit, but it's because I'm talking about Christianity and racism. But let's talk about conservatism and racism. I certainly can understand how, given the history we've had uh, sometimes of conservative ideas and the way people like Hitler spoke or the KKK spoke, that people would assume that uh, racism is part of conservatism. But I want to assure you that it is not. It absolutely is not. A conservative believes in the rule of law. A conservative believes in blind justice. A conservative believes in a level economic playing field. A conservative believes uh, that, that, that there should be, as, so to speak, blind justice. That's why we believe in decentralized authority. That's why we believe in limited government. We want the maximum freedom for individuals. Conservatism really is a philosophy of freedom, and it, it fears both the machinations of the evil human heart and the intrusions of a bloated state. It, it fears the state when it becomes too powerful. It, it believes Lord Acton's max, maxim that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so what's the best hedge uh, against, against human domination via the state in a fallen world where men are sinners? Decentralized authority, checks and balances, etc. And why are we passionate about all that? We're passionate about all that because what we want is for the maximum freedom for the most people. We want the max, not for a certain class, not for a certain economic level, not for a certain skin color, but for all men. And so I want to say that to the extent that America has been a racist nation, and it has been, by the way, extremely racist at times, and some of that's coming back now, we have to fight it. It has been unconservative. It has been anti-conservative. It has been anti-Christian. I don't care what the KKK says about being Christian or about being conservative. It is neither when it asserts one skin color as superior to all others, one race as superior to all others. In fact, I, I would suggest to you that race as a construct is even suspicious in our world. My wife and I are having a hilarious time. Uh, she's very much into genealogy and I've done the DNA test and so on. And I was raised in a home, I'll tell this quickly, raised in a home with a very strong Native American emphasis. I have relatives who uh, actually dressed as Native Americans. I have uh, an uncle who applied for land from the Indian Bureau of Indian Affairs, et cetera, et cetera. We very strong connection to a Native American past. But my, my DNA doesn't show any of it. My DNA shows I may be more Spanish uh, and, and then, of course, kind of a, a UK mutt, as we sometimes call it, you know, just generally from Anglo-Saxon world, um, that, that I am anything Native American. Well, in, in other words, there's culture, there's, there's the DNA test. None of it seems to reconcile. I'm a mutt like almost everybody else in the world is. And so how can you, how can you classify me racially? Maybe I'm Spanish. Maybe I'm Native American. Maybe I'm partially Native American uh, culturally. Uh, I'm mainly Anglo-Saxon, but not enough to dominate anybody if the Anglo-Saxons are, you know, a la Hitler given some superior status. My point is race doesn't, doesn't help anything in terms of categorizing me or, or aligning me with anybody in history. So, it's a, it's, a, it's a construct that fails us. The idea that we can divide people racially and ethnically and then assert domination over them is, is not only anti-Christian and anti-conservative, it's, it's not even a biological fact you can rely on. And most people would be in the same situation that I'm in. 
So I want to make it very clear. This idiot who said, I want to assert my Christian and conservative rights when he was standing on a courthouse steps contending for white supremacy. He was actually claiming the title Christian and conservative, which is opposite to his racism. Let me say it very clearly. True Christianity has no racial theory in it. It does not assert the domination of any racial class, any racial status. Instead, the church and thus the kingdom the gospel produces is very ethnically diverse, very ethnically mixed. And God delights in that. It's what he created. It's what he wants back, uh, having it having been stolen and marred uh, by the fall of man. And as far as conservatives are concerned, I realize that, that that some people look at Hitler and see him as an arch conservative. Some people could take the seriously the claims of the KKK and see the KKK as being uh, conservative because they claimed certain conservative values and were for part of their history anti-communist. But I want to say to you that true conservative values are colorblind, are oriented to justice, are oriented to a level economic playing field, are oriented to the rule of law, are oriented to decentralized government. I mean, there are other things, but these are the things that are relevant to what we're talking about now. So it wouldn't matter whether it was me as a white man or a black man standing before a judge or the law or the court or the state or contending economically on a level playing field. We would both be treated equally because economics and the law is blind and opportunity should be there fully for people of every skin color. I know I'm getting passionate about it in this podcast. I know I'm contending. And the reason is I feel like two words, two concepts, two belief systems that I am passionate about are being stolen by idiots who are using these words in the service of very evil ideas. Let me close with this thought. I'm sitting in my office in Alexandria, Virginia, and across the street from where I'm sitting, I can see it out my window right now, is the federal courthouse in Alexandria, Virginia. And it has one of the most unusual statues I've ever seen. I I love this statue. I'm going to have a professional picture taken of it uh, and hang it in my home. It's the statue of Lady Liberty, blind with the scales in her hands. But in this statue, she's leaning forward. It's the only time I've ever seen a statue like this. She's actually leaning forward. And the idea is that she's leaning forward to give justice to people. She's not just standing erect and and kind of reserved and blind and unaware of what's going around us, uh, around her. She is uh, in this statue aware uh, that there is a people in need of justice before her. And in this statue, she's leaning forward to give the scales of justice and the sword of justice to the people. That's who we have to be now as Christians and conservatives. Don't let the haters steal our language. Don't let the white supremacists steal our names. Christianity and conservative conser- conservatism are about freedom. They are about connection to a God who created men with diverse skin colors and diverse cultures and diverse ethnicities. They are about freeing people, not enslaving people, and certainly not about one race as superior to the other. So let's be activists. Let's be fierce in fighting these lies and let's see a people set free and our nation freed of this racist lie and heresy. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, 
a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.